Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort victor adams hey everybody can, can i give a shout out no i usually don't <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but i i was in oxford mississippi today and just wanted to shout out to all the people i met there they're really cool people down there there you go there you go even though my kid goes to mississippi state they're cool people down there <laughs> yeah you're not supposed to like that town because of that that's right. <laughs> you know but no you're right i love oxford my dad lives down there about 30 minutes south of there and it's a great place and lots of good people was through there saturday myself went fishing and mm-hmm. came back that way instead of back up 55 and uh, had David with us, with me fishing, so showed him the farm and all that stuff down oh, there, cool. and then we caught some fish, so we took them over there and threw them in my dad's pond, then just decided to come back up through Oxford. It's a little bit quicker going that way back to the house than over to 55, so, but yeah, it's a great, great town for sure. Man, uh, it's been a, a wonderful start to the spring here over the last yeah. few weeks. It's, you know, I know it's supposed to be cold tomorrow, so, but it's been nice and beautiful and just has been a great time of, of reflection and looking back at Easter and all these things we've been talking about over the last few weeks. And, you know, we're going to get into that in just a minute, what we're going to talk about on the show today. But first of all, I want to uh, always, as always, say thank you to Kevin and Eyes. Uh, they continue to sponsor us. They continue to help a lot of people. Um, I love that company, not just for what they do uh, as far as the software and, and helping people um, get away from porn habits and things like that and stay secure in their in their households. But they also are always innovating stuff, new technology. They're never letting it sit. You know, as the bad things increase, the way to get to you, they're trying to continue to improve on their end too. So they're not like blockbuster, right? You're saying they're always innovating, <laughs> right? Good. They're moving. They're they're not closing right. down. Yeah, gotcha. no, they're, they're always coming out with new ways to be able to fight. You know, the the trouble of the world that right. is porn. Yes. So you know, I use it in my house. I know plenty of other people that use it for accountability and have had a lot of great success with it. Partnered with the other things you have to do to break free from your from issues of lust and desires uh, for, of the flesh and pornography and all right. those things. So, as they say, don't let sexual sin hold back your growth. With screen accountability from Covenant Eyes, will help you live a porn-free life of integrity and enjoy deep, meaningful relationships with God, your family, and friends. They're sponsoring The Narrow Road. They're sponsoring the show. You can sign up for your 30-day free trial at start.covenanteyes.com slash pew. You go there, you can check it out, see if you like it. If you do, you can join there, your subscription. I think it's like 15 bucks a month. You can put it on everything in your house, and then you could sit there and know that you've got defenses up, not only for yourself, but for your family in dealing with this. And uh, it's just something else that's off your mind when you're trying to deal with that, knowing that you're secure. So thank you, Covenant Eyes. Uh, I also want to say thank you to the new patrons we have. We picked up a lot last week. We had Neil, Paul, David, Miles, Mark, Brendan, and Steve. Thank you all for joining. Some of you joined at different levels. Some of you donated to the ministry that way. Either way, thank you for your contributions and for jumping into this community of brothers that we're walking along with. Um, you know, the narrow road, we, we sent that off to the printer for May uh, the other day, and I'm excited. Next week, next month is going to be on gratitude. And so, guys, if you haven't signed up yet for the narrow road, do so. You can do that at justaguyinthepew.com. You can click the narrow road at the top. Sign up there to be a patron. If you're a guy that's looking for something to do with your men's group, you want to walk towards virtue and holiness and practice this in your life, you can sign up there. Guys, continue 
every month to send in, every week really, to send in things, you know, new ways that they're figuring out their relationship with Christ, the the different ways they're living virtue in their life. And it's just changing their lives. They keep sharing all these great stories. I gave a lot of them over to the guys over at uh, Fuzati that handle our marketing. And they're you know sending these things out and just sharing the testimonies with people. Because it, this is something that I want people to understand. It's not just me sitting here talking about right. it. There's a lot of people that have found a lot of uh, just, just great breakthroughs in their spiritual life. And they're finding themselves closer to God because of these simple practices. So if you're a guy that's looking to live virtue in your life, you're done with the vice. You're trying to get rid of that and turn towards the Lord. This is a good way to do that. And not only do this by yourself, but walk through this with the community of brothers that we have there in the patron group with just a guy on the pew. It's kind of like kindling. You know, we all have that spark of the spirit in us. But that, but what you produce, you know, and through pew ministries is that narrow road allows them to kind of like gleam onto it you know it's that mm-hmm. spark that catches a kindling and then therefore their life becomes on fire for change and for development sure so, yeah. and and much like we said with coming in eyes with accountability you know you need that in your life to stop porn in your life mm-hmm. and, and to keep yourself from doing some of those things you need something in your life that's going to hold you accountable to your spiritual practices and what you need to be doing to continue to grow in your life or we grow stale we grow stagnant right so right. that's what this was supposed to be is something that guy can get up every day and do and it's right there for him you can keep track of what you're doing in your spiritual life your opportunities for grace is there you're reading the gospel every day you're growing in your conversation with the lord what you're what he's saying to you how you're responding to him and then through the prayers that are in there as well you start growing in those different facets so guys again if you hadn't jumped on board yet Get on board and know that you're walking with a community of men that you'll get to see on these patron Zoom hangouts with me at least once a month. And then you can share your comments and all that in the private Facebook group and everything else we have going on there. So join again at just a guy, in, uh, in, yeah, excuse me, I can't remember the name, just a guy in the pew.com slash narrow road, or you can go straight to the site Got it. and click the box. There you go. So anyway, I want to get started here talking about what, what our show topic is going to be this week. And you know, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, you, you've heard us talk about your response, where we talked about our response to Easter and how there's a response either way, either a good or a bad one. Yes, I'm going to change my life and follow the Lord. No, I'm going to stay the, stay, stay the same and not let this affect my life. Then we moved on last week to talk about bur- being burdened by the faith, how sometimes we can be self-proclaimed uh, martyrs. Mm-hmm. And so I've been thinking about a lot of that lately. And you know we're reading the Acts of the Apostles in the first readings every day right. now after Easter. And you're just seeing the birth of the church and the way that these these guys just were on fire for their faith after Pentecost, which we haven't gotten to yet mm-hmm. as far as the calendar. But some of the readings are obviously taking place after that, uh, that we're, we've been reading the last couple of days. But just to realize that um, that things in our life, uh, circumstances in our life can control who we are if we allow them to. You know, people ask me a lot, hey, John, how you doing? How's it going? And I find myself a lot saying, man, I'm just busy. You know, I'm just busy. And I'm like, I'm a Christian, right? And I'm in ministry and I get to live mission every day. My response should not be, I'm busy. I mean, that's the truth, I am. But it should be like, man, I'm blessed. And, and the Lord just continues to work wonders in my life. And he's doing great things through the stuff that he's calling us to do. Like that's the response of, of, a, of, a, uh, of, of a joyful Christian, right? But a lot of times I catch myself more often than not going into this sort of like Eeyore sort of answer from Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh of my life, right? Thanks for noticing. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing all right <laughs> yeah. other than the regular problems, you right. know, that sort of thing. And what it started to make me think about 
was if we're not careful, we can let our circumstances define mm-hmm. us. Now, look, I'm in a great place in my life, but a lot of people aren't. And a lot of times we aren't because we could say like, yeah, I, I've taken on a lot of things and in uh, my circumstances are, are, are busy right now, but I still should be joyful in that, right? Still should be joyful in the things that I'm doing. Um, as disciples, we're called to live joyful lives, right? We're called to be the light of the world and joyful in all circumstances. But a lot of times we can find ourselves, you know, being a victim to our circumstances mm-hmm. if we're not careful. Um, we allow our circumstances to affect the way that we live our lives and the way that we treat people in a lot of ways. And if we fall victim to our circumstances, we forget to live with the joy and gratitude that Christ calls us to. Um, you know, a lot of times you can look at examples of, Maybe you've gone to work today and it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to and you've had a bad day or maybe, you know, something wasn't in on time and your boss, you know, gave you a throttling or whatever and you take that home, right? And you go in the house and and it affects the way you treat everybody. You know, your kids, your wife, that wasn't their fault. They weren't there. They weren't the ones that throttled you, you know, but yet you bring that that home with you, that baggage home with you and it affects the way you, you treat them, right? Maybe you, maybe you, um, you, you run off to your room and shut the door all night and have a couple drinks because you're trying to blow off steam. Or maybe you decide, you know what, I'm just going to veg out and watch the game and not be present to my family. Like there's a lot of way that the different things that happen in our life and our circumstances can affect the way that we, we love our life as Christians. And I'm not just talking about if you were raised with money, without money, poor, you know, what part of town you were raised in, that sort of thing, but just your everyday circumstances of life if you allow them to and and you allow them especially the negative ones to have a big influence on your life then it really it paints a picture of the way that we we are as christians sometimes right like everyone's looking at us all the time when you when you when you were living your life as a proclaimed follower of christ and people know it right the way that we're supposed to be living our life Mm -hmm. is living examples of people who are not just speaking but following christ in our actions if we allow our circumstances to affect our behavior and the way we treat people and all those things, then we're not living as a great example of Christ. Well, when it comes to like, you know, we're in Mass and the blessing of the Eucharist is completed, and then what is it that we all, the Church says, you know, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come into my roof, sure. but only say the word, my soul shall be healed. Well, that is an, an offering of God to saying, I have many faults, I'm a broken man, and, I, and time and time again I try to do right, but I can't, you know, I, I sometimes fail, you know, more than I often succeed. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the circumstances is that we can, we can stay in that and say, you know, God's never going to love me because I'm never going to be able to, to be what I need to be or what I want to be. But God wants you to be there with him anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, and just by you saying that, you know, you're not letting your circumstances dictate you from not like getting closer to and more intimate with God. Sure. You know, and that's what you're saying. Your circumstances can prevent you to be intimate with God in prayer and reading and so forth to where you get so distant that what happens? You become cold and, and isolated and so stoic that you don't allow yourself to be open to, to any movement of faith. Sure. And a lot of times it goes back to the spiritual maturity that we talked about months ago, mm-hmm. right? Where where we're just letting things like our emotions, you know, be governed by our circumstances. You know, so many of us, we live by our emotions and you see all these, you know, you see it a lot now, secular world and Catholic church, life coaches and all these things. And it's all about focusing on our emotions and focusing on our thoughts. And, and that's great. If we do that too much, then we can't concentrate on, on other people, which is got what God calls us to. You can get really self-absorbed if you're not careful in a lot of those things, but we do need to pay attention to the fact that our, our emotions are governed by our circumstances. Like so many people live, including myself a lot of times, 
how I feel in this second is how I go about my life, right? If I'm if I'm angry, then this is the way I'm going to go about life is mm-hmm. angry. You know, if I'm sad, then it's going to wreck the rest of my day. And we don't take control of our of our thoughts and, and, and really sit here and think, you know, I'm supposed to be joyful no matter what. Like, no matter what punches I have to take for the Lord or in my everyday life, I'm supposed to be joyful and thankful through all of it. And if we allow our emotions to govern that, which which is governed by our circumstances, then we're going to be in trouble. You know, um, you know, a lot of times, like I said, our circumstances dictate our emotions. Then our, here's what happens. Our emotions start to dictate our disposition and our disposition dictates how we behave and interact with others. So you can see how like all of this is a chain reaction. You know, something happens to you mm-hmm. in that moment, how you decide how you're going to deal with that circumstance, right? Like, am I going to be a victim of it or am I going to not let this circumstance change how I am? It's just something I have to look at and go, you know what? Maybe this is a bad deal. This is a raw deal, whatever, but it's a part of life and I'm going to move on from it and not let it affect me any more than me just having to deal with the circumstance or let it run wild, messing up your emotions, which is going to mess up how your disposition is, right? How you go about people. And that's what I was wanted to talk about a lot today is just how our disposition in life speaks for you know Christ because we are living ambassadors for Christ. So we always have to be mindful of how we are living our lives, not only in our words, but in our actions. And if we're allowing our circumstances to dictate things like our emotions, then what's going to be the product of that is always a disposition of that you know, particular emotion. Mm-hmm. So we have to be really careful about that. We have to be mindful of that. I don't mean mindfulness. I just mean we have to be on guard for that, right? And, and watch for these things, not to let our circumstances dictate who we are and how we live. So... Um, you know, we have a choice in how we deal with all these it, and it's possible to live with joy th- through anything. Right. And so somebody might be listening right now and going, well, how, how is it possible to live through joy through anything? I've been through some terrible times in my life and some things that are horrible and things that, that, you know, I've had, I've lost people. I've lost a job. I've dealt with, you know, friends in my life. I've lost whatever it is. We've all had mm-hmm. bad circumstances. How is it possible to live through joy with those things? Well, all we have to do is look at the apostles, you know, and specifically, I would say St. Paul, you know, St. Paul, here he is, you know, he's gotten older, he's been living for Christ, he's, he's going out and he's traveling the world and evangelizing the world, you know, probably the greatest evangelist that ever walked the earth other than Christ himself. Right. And here he is in, in a Roman prison towards the end of his, of his time on earth. And what does he do there? He winds up like writing four different epistles, four different letters to these churches that are all about staying grateful, rejoicing, living yeah. in joy, you know, understanding what you're supposed to live like for Christ. He starts writing about things like putting on the armor of God and all those things. Oh, and converting many prisoners too. Yeah, yeah. he did. I mean, but you know, he wrote, well, let's see, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon in there, which Philemon he wrote to the to the um, benefactor and the Roman, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that he was friends with. But the rest of them were written to these churches. And you sit there and you wonder and you go, man, sometimes I can, it's really easy for me to look at my circumstances and be caught up in that and think that, man, you know, I should have gotten this, this hand or whatever and get caught up in all that. But here was Paul who was in literally one of the worst places you could be as a Christian in a Roman prison at that time. Right. It right? wasn't a resort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was getting probably beaten and tortured and all that stuff, probably chained to a Roman guard most of the time. The dark sail. Yeah. Sail, I mean, yeah. He, he, he knew he was going to face possible execution at some time, but yet he wasn't focused on the circumstance. He didn't let that circumstance he was in dictate who he was. 
right? Most of us probably would have folded and been like, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say I don't love Jesus if you'll mm-hmm. just let me go. But not him, man. He was so convicted in his faith. And he knew that no matter what, no matter what goes on here, I'm not going to stop loving Christ. You know, he kept encouraging his brothers and sisters. You know, he spoke about rejoicing the Lord and being thankful. He spoke about his great joy in serving the Lord. He didn't allow his imprisonment and threat of death affect the way that he lived his life or the way that he went about his work. You know, here's some of the things he said. First of all, in Philippians 1, 18 through 19, what difference does it make as long as in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is being proclaimed? And in that I rejoice. Indeed, I shall continue to rejoice, for I know that this will result in deliverance for me through your prayers and support from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. That's a man that's in prison. (laughs) And he's saying, what difference does it make as long as we're proclaiming Jesus Mm -hmm. in everything we do in every circumstance? He goes on to say in Philippians 4, 4 through 5, Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Here it is again, in the worst situation you could be in, and he's saying, who cares about that? My mind is focused on the Lord. I'm not allowing my circumstances or where I find myself to dictate how I'm going to live my life, and, and I'm not going to let it steal my joy or my or my, my, my gratitude. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, is that Paul was had an amazing conversion process, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all told a story where he was out there hunting Christians, and all of a sudden, sure. boom, it's like, it's a Hallmark movie. Now he's he's nice, you know, and now he's proclaiming the gospel of God in Christ because that change within his heart from from hatred to whatever anger mm-hmm. to love of people, you know, and not just like the Jewish people, but the Gentiles as well. I mean, he was like the Gentile apostle, you know. He he. I mean, they all went out converted, but he was the one that pushed Peter, saying, "Man, we need to open this up to everybody." You know, the gospel according to Christ. And so the thing is, when he was in prison. You know, like the negative stuff that probably would, the other prisoners were dealing with, the, oh, woe is me, you know, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I tell you. And he's like, you know, he used that as a, to kind of to proclaim the gospel even in the depths of the dungeon. Yeah. Well, that's what he was saying. He's like, it doesn't matter where I am or what, what, I'm, what, what sort of uh, place I'm in, I am in my life, I'm still going to worship Christ. I'm still going to proclaim him, right? I, I'm not turning away from all of this. And it's a great lesson in there for all of us, but... I mean, Paul is definitely probably the best, biggest example of that, but all of the apostles were. You know, if you look at, at, at every apostle besides Judas and besides John, they were martyred. Now, mm-hmm. Judas killed himself, but he wasn't martyred in, you know, for the Lord. But all of them went to their death praising Jesus Christ. You know, their, their circumstances didn't define them or their faith. You know, once the, the, they had been through Pentecost and they received the Holy Spirit— they just became emboldened to live their faith all the time. They no longer cared about their circumstances. Now, they did before they received the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. They were cowering in the room. They were afraid. They were confused. They were scared. They didn't know what was going to happen. But as soon as Jesus showed up and and, and blessed them with the Holy Spirit, gave them the Holy Spirit, they, they just kicked open it the changed. door and yeah, went out totally and started changed. saying, you know, right. damn the torpedoes. Forgive my French, but we're going to go out there and do this because we love it. We love Jesus. We're going to live what we were called to live. And it doesn't matter what happens to us or the situation we find ourselves in. I mean, you look at um, Peter and, 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 and the rest of the apostles, they got flogged for preaching, right? Like, here happy. they are. Yeah, yeah. they, they, like, they yes. were flogged. And that's what it says in Acts you know, 541. Right. So they left the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they had been found worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. I mean, that those are people who live that say whatever happens in this world happens here 
but I'm not of this world, right? Like this isn't my world. Whatever happens to me here doesn't matter. All that matters is that through everything, I continue to proclaim Christ with everything. In the darkest of times and the greatest of times, that's what matters because my home is somewhere else. And all this earth is, is an opportunity for me to live the way that I'm called to live so that I can be forever with God in heaven. Right. Well, even today's readings where, you know, Stephen was like, he was preaching and the next thing you know, you had these other people who were foreign kind of grabbed a hold of him and said, no, sure. you know, what are you doing? And then dragged him to Sanhedrin and they were throwing all these false accusations against him. And what did the Sanhedrin say? And the Pharisees, they looked at him and said he had the face of what? An, an angel. angel. Yeah. And that was like. Obviously, this man isn't guilty, but it's like even they, through their hard-heartedness, saw this man was genuine in, mm-hmm. in his love for everybody, and like he was not out there going, "No, they got it all wrong. It wasn't me," you know. Yeah. Like Peter was saying, "I don't know the man," you know. Leave sure. me alone, you know. Well, and that's yeah. And tomorrow we'll hear the last part of that reading where Stephen's martyred, right? Right, and and he's standing there basically saying you stiff neck people right, right. like we yeah. hear so many it. times yeah. and he keeps just calling them out and it's like dude, you're gonna get killed yeah like, you're not standing here with peter and john and all these other you're by yourself and he's still standing there in those circumstances facing the worst worst thing that could happen to him and and, and just sitting here saying no i'm not going to let my circumstances dictate what I do. I'm not going to mm-hmm. cower now. I'm not going to turn what I'm saying and change my, my tune to, to right. save my skin. Or you're not going to change my mind. Right. Yeah. right. I'm going to be the same person in my life all the time. Whether I'm standing here in front of you with the threat of death or whether I'm on the street with my brothers, I'm going to live the same way. And it's a great lesson to each and every one of us how we have to go about our lives. Now, look, I know bad things happen. I mean, it's easy to say all this and go, well, yeah, let's see you, John, on a, on a private video camera when you're having a bad day and see how you do it. Look, I'm preaching to myself, too. That's what this episode is about, is me in my head going, I got to get better at this. There's places in my life where I just allow things that happen in my life to affect how I treat others or how my day is. And I can't do that because I've got to look at the examples of these great Christians that went before us and how they live their life with real persecution. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am living in Memphis, Tennessee, in a nice house in a nice part of town where I don't have to worry Freely about being martyred visit, yeah, or seriously per- persecuted. Yeah, right. and, and and I'm worried about, oh well, you know, I didn't get uh, my promotion I wanted or I didn't get this, so I'm just going to let it control how I and, and affect how I, I treat everybody mm-hmm. for a day, a week, a month. Look, we're human, we're all going to mess up, but the point is to get to the point where we can grow in holiness and walk as Jesus walked and as these apostles walked. You know, sitting here not letting those things define us. You know, choosing in the moment, I'm not going to live that way even though the world tells me I should because of what happened to me. I'm owed something. You know, I need retribution. Any of that stuff. But to seriously look at it and say, you know what, raw deal, but I'm not going to let it pull me down. I'm not going to let it change who I am. I'm still, I still have children that are watching me right now to see how I react to this. My wife is watching to see how I react to this. Other people in my life are watching. I'm not just talking about me on a stage. I'm talking about the everyday guy. In your life, you have to always think, there are eyes on me all the time. And it's not worrying about what people's opinions are, but it is worrying about the example you're setting for people when you're dealing with things that, that come in your life mm-hmm. that aren't always the easiest thing. But look, as we always like to do, I want to go through here at the end just some things to talk about here that, of how we can really follow the lead of those apostles. First of all, St. Paul gives us an answer in this verse from the Philippians, um, and it is Philippians 4, 13 through 14. He says, in whatever situation I find myself to be self-sufficient, 
I know indeed how to live in circumstance, and in all things I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. So he's telling us right there, the answer is in total surrender to Jesus. How he was able to live that way in jail and through the things that he went through is because he knew he had Jesus in his life. He had a great relationship with Christ, and that allowed him to be joyful, content, grateful in all things. He says when he was hungry, when he was full, when he was poor, when he was doing well, Christ got him through all of that. That's the answer. When we try to get through these things on our own is when we fail. We have to have that total and, and just unabashed surrender to Christ the way that Paul did. Um, another one, Paul, just like the other apostles, knew he was a citizen of heaven. I said that a few minutes ago on the podcast. He knew that the circumstances of this world didn't matter because he didn't belong to it. Right? If we if we walk through our life and we live that way with that focus in our eyes all the time that you know things are going to happen in this life, I can either let it roll off my back or I can let it destroy me. I have a choice in that, but my choice is that I don't live here. I'm not going to live here forever, right? I'm here now, but my ultimate goal is heaven with the Lord, and that's how I'm going to live my life, and I'm not going to let things here that try to knock me off the path of that knock me off of that. I'm going to say no to it. I'm going to choose the better path. So what what do we need to do? We, we need to do what it takes to grow in our relationship with Jesus. That's the next one. You know, trusting in him and relying not on our own strength, but his. That's what St. Paul said to us. And that's what so many people that I know that are able to live a great life of faith is because they trust in Jesus. They've given him everything. Um, also, we need to be grateful for everything you are called to experience or to endure for Jesus, the good and the bad. St. Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In all circumstances give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. Guys, we always have to be living from a place of gratitude. That's what our virtue is going to be next month in the narrow road. This is a great coincidence here, but that's what we're going to be practicing all next month, is being grateful in all things, the good and the bad. Suffering is always going to be a part of our walk in the Christian life. It just is. And there's going to be bad things that happen to us, stuff that goes on in our daily lives that just don't work out right for us. But how we react to those things, how we we allow them to affect us is going to affect everything in us from our, our emotional health all the way to the, our disposition and the way that we treat people. So we have to keep that in the center of our mind that, that things happen in our life, but with the strength of Christ, we can do all things, right? We can get through every bit of that. So guys, I hear that music. Look, don't let your circumstances dictate who you are and how you live for Christ. Be joyful and grateful in all things, keeping your focus on Him. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we're always going to have to face trials and hard times on our journey. Suffering is a real part of the Christian life. Help us to never let our circumstances dictate who we are and how we live. And Father, Whenever we find ourselves facing difficult times, remind us that through your strength, we can not only persevere, but maintain our joy and gratitude along the way. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.